This episode of The Real Fit Podcast is brought to you by The Real Nourished Newsletter. Real Nourished, reinventing your relationship with food, is for you if you are ready to stop micromanaging your food and exercise so you can start fully showing up to your life. Each biweekly issue features evidence-based tools that will help reduce your food-related anxiety, improve your body image, and help you embrace exercise as a form of nourishment, not punishment. When you subscribe, you'll get my free guide, 11 Things You Can Do Right Now to Feel Better About Your Body. To get in on it, just click on the link in the show notes or visit my website, pam-more.com. Hi, you're listening to The Real Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Pam Moore, and I am recording in Boulder, Colorado. Today, I'm going to share with you a helpful tip that actually came from improv comedy that helps me cope when I'm having a bad body image day, because I think we all have them. It's a journey, and it's not always linear. There's going to be maybe a couple steps back for every step forward. It's not reasonable to think that one day you wake up, you make the decision, and boom, you never wish your body looked different again. I don't think that's reasonable. I don't think you should either. I know that improv comedy and your mindset around your body image don't sound like they have a lot in common, but they do, and I'm going to tell you why. I was intrigued by improvisational comedy for a long time before I ever actually tried it. I went to a meetup. It was just a local meetup years and years and years ago, probably before I even had my first child. So this had to be at least a decade ago. And I was excited. I was nervous. I knew I wanted to try it. But what I didn't know was how incredible I would feel afterward It it was like my soul took a cold shower, like an invigorating cold shower when I was done. It was a different kind of high than any workout or race I've ever done. Because the guiding principle behind improv comedy, at least to my knowledge, I mean, I'm not an expert, I've never performed, but the guiding principle that I learned is two words. Those two words are yes and. Yes and. So no matter what the other actors say or do, no matter how you thought you saw the scene unfolding, you have to go with it. You have to go yes and. So if you've never, I mean, if you've watched Saturday Night Live, you know what improv comedy is, right? Like Saturday Night Live is not scripted. So when one character does something, the other character has to just like play off of it and go with it. If you've ever been to improv theater live, it's really fun. Like they'll take prompts from the audience. You can yell something out or maybe you write something down and they sort of incorporate it into what they're going to do almost like Mad Libs. And they don't know what you're going to say. So they really have to go with it. And then once they're on stage, they're in the moment just riffing off of whatever the person before them said or did. So what this meant to me in these improv practices I used to go to was I had to be completely present. You might have an idea of what the prompt is and what you're going to do, but if somebody else does something where what you anticipated isn't going to make sense anymore, you have to scrap it. So there's really no point in planning ahead. You just have to be in the moment. You have to think on your feet. 
there's no judgment. If you're getting wrapped up in, oh, they did it wrong. They didn't do what I thought. That makes no sense that you can't be fully present and ready to react to what the other person said or did. So to me, it feels like a moving meditation. That yes and piece is something that has stuck with me and keeps on coming back in so many situations, including the way I talk to myself about my body. So as I mentioned before, I have bad days sometimes. I do not wake up every morning and look in the mirror and think, I'm a goddamn supermodel. Most of the time, I feel pretty neutral. Sometimes I feel pretty good. Sometimes I just say, you know what? I'm going to avoid any thoughts about how my body looks right now. and I'm not even going to change in front of the mirror. I, I mean, and I have many little strategies for staying neutral about my body and accepting it for what it can do and what it is rather than how it looks. But this improv one influences my self-talk. We all know what self-talk is. It's the things that we say to ourselves in our minds. Sometimes we don't even realize we're saying these things to ourselves. But the language you use, even if you don't say it out loud, it's very, very powerful. And I think the reason that this path isn't linear is because we have spent years absorbing the language of our culture, which is diet culture, which is telling us we're going to be better, more beautiful, more lovable, more healthy if we're smaller. And then we internalize that language and we say these things to ourselves. There's also this cultural fat phobia. We have so many perceptions of what it means to be in a larger body. And then we internalize those and we go, oh, well, if I've gained weight, then it must mean that I'm lazy, undisciplined, a slob, I'm out of control. Those things aren't true, but that's what we've been taught for years. So it's not going to be overnight that you unlearn all the things that you spent years absorbing and years telling yourself, maybe decades for a lot of us. So accept that it's going to take time. Try different strategies, but here's one that I really enjoy and that I use pretty frequently. So when I look in the mirror and I see something that I don't like, like for a long time, my habit, it was ingrained. I didn't think about it. My habit was to just quickly go right, you know, it was like, I don't like my stomach. Okay, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to eat less. I'm going to entirely cut out a food group or cut way down on a food group or I would make up these crazy rules like... I'll only eat a bagel if I've worked out or I won't eat after a certain time or I won't eat before a certain time. Just these arbitrary rules that made me feel like I could exert some control over the way my body looked. Not realizing that actually the shape and size of our bodies are a lot more static than we'd like to think or more static than diet culture has led us to believe. But what I find is that instead of going right from, I don't like the way XYZ part of my body looks, and I'm going to do XYZ to change it, and I go, hmm, I don't like the way this part of my body looks, and it's yes and. It's not, oh, no, no, actually, I do like the way this part of my body looks, because that does not feel genuine to me. If I look in the mirror and I don't like it, well, I I don't like it. I don't have to like it. But 
I can say, okay, yeah, I don't like it right now. And so I'm accepting the thought that I just had. I'm not trying to change the thought that I just had. But instead of going to, but I'm going to change it, I'm going to, yes, and, and here's a few examples. And you can steal these if you like them, make up your own, but I'm just going to share these with you because these really help me get in a better frame of mind. So I go, yes, I don't like whatever. And it's okay if I don't love that part of me. And it doesn't change who I am. Yes, and that's not nearly the most important thing about me. Yes, and I can live with that. Yes, and I just got back from vacation. I ate some amazing food with friends and family, and I have zero regrets about that. Yes, and bodies change. Our bodies aren't meant to be static. Not over the course of the day, not over the course of the month, not over years. Yes, and it's just my, you know, fill in name of body part here. Yes, and that's not a testament to my character. Yes, and I'm just going to move on with my day. I have things to do that are much more important than worrying about this. If I'm noticing, for example, that I don't like how my waistband is digging into my stomach, yes, and I'm changing into looser pants. (laughs) That's it. It's that simple. So that it's a quick little reframe that can circumvent that downward spiral into, yes, and I'll be better tomorrow. Yes, and starting today, I'll only eat salads. That's not helpful. That puts us in this constant state of essentially, yes, and I'm not good enough. Yes, and I need to change. No, it's yes, and I accept this. I accept this. And and I'm and, the and part is, and I'm helping myself to accept this because I'm putting it in perspective. It's just not that important. It's not germane to what I offer to my friends, to my family, to my workplace, to my community, to my neighbors. Yes, and like, has anybody ever said having washboard abs is my contribution to the world? feel like I can guarantee you they have not. Your contribution to the world around you, your gifts and your talents are not based in how you look. But I can tell you if you can accept how you look, you can start to get so much more deeply in touch with what your gifts and talents are and how you can make those known and how you can touch other people in ways that maybe you never even thought possible. But it's hard to do that when you're stuck worrying about shit that doesn't matter. I hope that going forward, you try, if you haven't yet, try my yes and technique. If you try it, tell me what you think. You can email me. I'm pam at pam-more.com. You can DM me. I'm on Instagram, pammore303. I'm on Twitter, pammorewriter. My DMs are open on Twitter. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn, which I'm sure I've mentioned before, but I'm just going to say it again. That's all linked in the show notes. If you are a longtime listener and you have done me the favor of writing a review, rating this podcast, or telling a friend, that means so much to me. If you have emailed me, if you have texted me, Facebook messaged me, like I've probably already told you when, when you did it, but I'm telling 
you now again. Thank you. It, it, you know, I'm standing here alone in my office and I'm just sort of imagining all the earbuds this thing will reach. You don't really know when you do something like this. You're like, will anyone care? Does this matter? And you are letting me know that it does matter. And I am so deeply, deeply grateful for that. If you are enjoying this and you haven't yet given me a nice rating and review or subscribed or told someone how great this is, please do. That would mean a lot to me, and that will help me spread the message that you are already enough. I specifically want to share a couple of really nice reviews that I've recently gotten on Apple Podcasts. I know some of the other apps do not make it easy to leave reviews. Thank you so much, Panda Hippo 111 for leaving me this review with five stars. It says, excellent. Pam Moore is a natural conversationalist whose easygoing style helps elicit even the most difficult realizations from her guests. I really appreciate that, Panda Hippo. You are awesome. I got another really sweet review here from Verno34, who says, more Pam Moore. As a mom in the middle of it all, I find Pam's honest talk the perfect hiking companion when I can steal a moment to myself. Oh, she says it's hilarious, sharp, and compassionate. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's it's long, but it's very sweet. And Verno34, you rock. Thank you for sharing that. As always, I know I said it before. I'm going to say it again because I mean it. Thanks for being here. And until next time, keep it real. If you're a writer or an aspiring writer who wants to know exactly what it takes to break into your dream publications, I have something just for you. It's a 34-page ebook I wrote called Seven Pitches That Sold, and in it, I share everything I wish I'd known when I started out as a freelance writer. It also includes seven pitches that turned into assignments for outlets including Runner's World, The Washington Post, and Outside Magazine. Use the code REALFIT50 at checkout to get half off because friends don't let friends pay full price. And the link where you can purchase it is in the show notes.